Welcome to Distribution on the Cusp of Metamorphosis, an MCA Talk podcast series. If you're interested in concepts that impact wholesale distribution and manufacturing companies, this podcast is for you. MCA Associates, a management consulting firm since 1986, works with wholesale distribution and manufacturing companies that are seeking and are committed to operational excellence. The MCA team provides business consulting in specific areas of core competency, including operational excellence, thought leadership, and business process re-engineering, distribution center and warehouse design and resource integration, inventory and supply chain management, ERP and WMS systems technology assessment, organizational assessment and development, sales development and revenue generation, and competitive advantage assessments. And now your host, MCA Associates Principal, Howard Coleman. Hello, this is Howard Coleman, and welcome to our brand new Distribution on the Cusp of Metamorphosis podcast series, an opportunity to introduce companies like your own to becoming more agile. Now, if you happen to be a regular reader of our MCA Talk monthly newsletter, then you already know that we cover a variety of distribution management topics focused on continuous improvement of your entire value stream. This new periodic podcast allows us to expand our coverage, mitigate the newsletter space limitations we often run into, and provide more depth and granular detail in an easier and more relaxed way for you and your company to obtain what you conclude is relevant information. From time to time, we'll have some guest speakers, And oh yes, in each episode, as we'll be doing in this one, we'll be offering some additional podcast topic resources. All you need to do is ask for it. Our contact information is shown in the podcast episode notes. So I hope you will subscribe to our podcast on an ongoing basis and keep up with the latest trends and issues impacting distribution operations. So our first episode is entitled... Collaborative Robotics Can Change Your Warehouse and Distribution Center's Lifestyle. A perfect sense solution? What you should know. But first, we do have some valued sponsor partners for this episode. Bless them. So let's just uh, take a brief moment to welcome them aboard. First, Six River Systems is a leading fulfillment solution provider and a part of global commerce company Shopify. They provide a collaborative robot called Chuck and operates in more than 80 facilities in the United States, Canada, and Europe. Contact them at sixriver.com. Secondly, MindHarbor. MindHarbor is celebrating 21 years of developing award-winning custom business software, ERP system enhancements, ERP API uh, integrations, and business intelligence solutions for leading manufacturers and wholesale distributors. Please visit them at mindharbor.com. Next is the Wholesaler Magazine, the number one choice for news in the plumbing, heating, cooling, and piping wholesale distribution industry. They're always on the forefront. Visit them at www.phcppros.com. That's phcppros.com. Well, okay, let's get going. You know, when the time between your customer's buy action 
and your to-dock or delivery action is measured in hours or sometimes even minutes, there's no time to spare. You know, there's this old saying, the supply chain rarely sleeps. And for the purposes of episode one of this podcast, neither do collaborative robotics. In fact, from this point on, why don't we just call them cobots for short? Now, honestly, it's been a while since I've been quite this excited about a development in distribution warehousing, especially when it seems to make some such perfect sense to me. And by the way, it's a development that is experiencing double-digit growth and in many cases requires minimal infrastructure changes and can navigate your warehouse or distribution center floor, avoid obstacles all on its own. So what's driving this next step? Simply for many companies, that old formula of walking product around the warehouse with a cart from one storage location to another is no longer working as well. Today there is a premium on speed, accuracy, and meeting aggressive order cutoff and delivery times. But actually, it's a variety of drivers based on real needs and concerns, and I suspect most of them may have some pretty high ranking on your own list. It's a need and desire to differentiate your own order fulfillment capabilities. It's about savings drivers because e-commerce growth has often increased the need for piece picking and or receiving smaller orders more frequently. It's a need to enable your business to better execute new go-to-market strategies. It's about keeping up with the competition, who most likely are also thinking differently. And it's about an inability to find and retain reliable warehouse associates just to be able to keep up. The challenge to find good people will return. Labor rates and benefits will continue to increase over time. In fact, a pretty recent Modern Materials Handling Magazine survey had some interesting key findings. 66% of the survey respondents expressing interest in seeking next steps were companies with warehouse space anywhere from less than 50,000 square feet up to 250,000 square feet. Very interestingly, a total of 51% of the survey respondents were in the category of less than 50,000 square feet up to 100,000 square feet. Well, what's the translation here? To me, it seems to say smaller to mid-sized companies are looking for those next steps. They're seeking those next steps. Now, I expect that a lot of you may have already made the transition to a WMS platform, in other words, a warehouse management system. So here I am asking you to consider what's next What's the next iteration of distribution warehousing technology and process change? Well, I have to tell you, the collaborative robotics topic has really ignited my own passion. And I have to admit that I'm sort of on a mission, so I want to talk to you about it and maybe at the extreme ignite your own passion or at the very least pique your curiosity in terms of how this development could contribute to the success of transforming your own distribution warehouse operations, including improving ergonomics 
in making better use of your workforce. Because despite COVID-19's impact on the unemployment numbers, it's a sure thing that labor shortages will be back and possibly sooner than we expect. And in that case, just throwing people at the work is no longer an option. Rather, it requires speed of flow thinking and a speed of flow operational mentality. Now, I know intuitively most senior managers in D.C. and warehouse operations managers know that they need to automate and be constantly looking for what's next. Somehow, though, what is perceived as a long payback period or anticipated reconfiguration difficulties often gets in the way. But on the right side of that is that cobots have opened up entirely new use cases that can be found in traditional distribution warehouse operations. But right now, if you are picturing some stationary robotic arms like those used in automotive manufacturing, put those visions aside. What I wish to examine here is smaller cobots, more versatile and affordable, that can work collaboratively alongside their human counterparts, traveling through warehouse aisles to execute repetitive tasks, but doing so in a more efficient manner than just human labor alone. Initially, let me put this in some very simple terms. I want to talk differently about how you get product from point A to point B, while addressing the demands and requirements for shorter delivery windows, throughput speed, and reduced distribution transaction costs. This means understanding the factors that may line up in favor of cobots for your company. So in this episode, we will be discussing collaborative robots and provide some insight into what's it's all, what it's all about and where you begin, how you go about future-proofing your warehouse DC operations, because that's a very big question. What are the main roles of collaborative robots? What is the new reality? How can cobots fit into your operations? What's the logic behind it? Are cobots really an option for smaller to mid-sized companies too? What are the critical success factors, the drivers, as well as the low-hanging fruit? Can cobots really drive us to focusing on what is truly value-added to customers in eliminating waste, primarily the waste of time? Because time is irretrievable. What cobot choices are there for you in available equipment, capabilities, and their load capacities? What are the options that will impact your budget? Should we just expect capital expense or options like robotics as a service? Kind of more like pay-as-you-go. And finally, what's the business case? The ROI potential, the bottom line particularly as it relates to affordability versus the value of the time equation. Now with the advent of cobots, and again what I mean by that is humans working alongside robots to future-proof your distribution centers and warehouses, at the core is the quest for speed of flow, the velocity at which product moves through your distribution centers, increasing productivity as you transport product and materials, address labor issues, including labor shortages and peak season events, attempting to control costs, drive efficiencies, and reliability. Think of cobots as productivity multipliers. 
Hopefully that will become more obvious to you as we go along, particularly when you consider that warehouse associates are literally walking, usually pushing carts that often seem like they are attached to their hips or sometimes driving forklifts, thousands of miles each year from one warehouse storage location to another. And I'll tell you this for sure. The surveys we conduct periodically consistently tell us that each warehouse associate will typically travel up to eight miles per day. So there certainly seems to be some incentive to greater cobot adoption and for strong and sustained growth. So my own particular story about this is about three years ago, I began to read and see, but mostly heard a lot of buzz about what the big guys were doing. You know who they are. It's the Amazons and the Walmarts of this world. Three or four years ago, robotics were different in terms of the capabilities. Maybe they could carry a 150-pound load or be limited to rather smallish products. Some were limited to or focused on basically picking operations, other sorts of product transport opportunities that are routinely encountered in a warehouse or DC operation. For instance, what about receiving and subsequent put-away activities, pallet transport and conveyance, order sortation, truck loading, customer returns processing, or maybe the routine bin replenishment movement of product from one storage location to another. So as you might expect, the technology has advanced quite rapidly, surely gone out of the days when robotics was confined to science fiction, and of course some of you probably remember the Jetsons cartoons, as well as the bold predictions of the future that we all experienced. As a matter of history, and actually going back to 2012 when Amazon bought Kiva Systems, which was originally Amazon's robotic supplier, they gained a significant competitive advantage. In fact, at the time, some folks argued that Amazon's acquisition would set the industry back by removing the technology from the market, while others argued that the move would actually spur more innovation. And the latter is exactly what happened. So a bunch of established suppliers and new startups have since rushed to fill in and offer their solutions. The key has been what I like to call the cobot's brain because it can be mapped as to product location and the desired order fulfillment product path and flow as well as possess and use sophisticated onboard cameras and sensors let's call it the cobot's vision that avoids and steers around unexpected uh, obstacles in other words they're self-driving they autonomously determine the best routes or paths to take to get from point A to point B with real-time intelligence. So think of it this way. The cameras and sensors make the cobots perceptive. Algorithms make them smart. Cobot technologies have multiplied rapidly for distribution intra-logistics. It's now available for almost everyone with the right and well-thought-out application requirements. So that's what the big guys learned, and as you might expect, they did so pretty quickly. So once we can cut through the noise, we can see whether cobots can be an option for smaller to mid-size and obviously larger distribution operations. We can learn about what the potential ROI is. Does it make financial sense? 
as well as the more intuitive operational sense. And oh, by the way, cobots introduce something else, and I believe it is quite important. It's called goods to person. It's an opportunity for more product and materials to flow to people rather than just people repetitively traveling to product stocking locations. Yes, conveyors could provide the same utility, but remember, they're fixed to the floor. Reorganize your warehouse and you'll have to dislodge them. So I'll suggest cobots are another great opportunity for one of the major objectives, and that is speed of flow. Add to all this, minimizing capital expenditure requirements through robotics as a service procurement options. In other words, there are lease or rental options, pay-as-you-go options that minimize upfront implementation and ongoing robotics utilization costs. That's obviously very important for small to mid-sized operations that often work with less financial resources. It must make some pretty smart decisions about how they utilize those available resources. So I ask you to imagine this. Warehouse associates that work as long as you want them to, every day, for as many days as you need them. They never call in sick. They never show up late. They ask for no benefits, requiring no health insurance. They never complain. They work multiple shifts. They take no coffee breaks. They spend every waking moment maximizing productivity, and their interactions with their co-workers are like a precise choreographed dance. Now, to effectively utilize these cobot attributes, there are, of course, some key and very critical success factors. In fact, three of them uh, that I want to address here, although there are others that are important too. A very dominant factor is the value of time, because time is irretrievable. And the most costly time element is travel time. Often up to 70% of the time can be spent traveling, in other words, walking, to a specific warehouse destination. And this is true whether we're discussing picking, receiving and put away, or any of the other critical uh, transport or product movements. Now, there are some other methodologies we can employ, such as SKU profiling and velocity to foster product proximity and density, and it surely has an, uh, a positive impact. But in a non-cobot environment, it still requires an actual person, most often to move or walk to a specific warehouse destination. So in traditional distribution operations, what's the end result? Well, this travel time. It always caps, always puts a lid on, always limits labor productivity, limiting the actual time on task. So let's say if four or five hours out of each eight-hour shift is spent traveling, you can see immediately how a cobot might make perfect sense. Let the cobot do the traveling. Let the cobot do those long sprints. Cobots serve to dramatically reduce this travel time and is a very important reason to take a very close look. To me, they almost seem like the antidote to time. A second critical success factor I'm going to express as a plea on my part. Please, consider giving up on discrete order picking. That is, picking one order at a time. 
Just think about it. What does it typically result in? The answer? Well, unless you employ some type of really effective pick-and-pass process, a person will have to walk the entire or nearly entire warehouse escorting a cot. And that is becoming increasingly unsustainable from a time and cost perspective. So why not, why not incorporate both batch and zone picking if your warehouse management system, your WMS, provides it? Most do. Allow a human warehouse associate to man or staff designated zones and remain within those designated zones. Let the cobot come to them. Meet them in the designated zone. The warehouse associate will pick what's required, place it into or on to the cobot, scanning and reporting the picking activity through some tablet-like device, and the bot will then move on to its next system-directed activity location. This could be within the same zone, the cobot autonomously moving to another picking zone, or maybe it requires the cobot to move directly to a pack-out and shipping area prior to delivery staging and loading. A third critical success factor I'd like to point out is smart warehouse design, one that fosters maximizing work density, which is an important attribute within this concept of speed of flow as a way to describe more working, less walking, and is often seen as a precursor to cobot utilization. In other words, using the right warehouse design to enhance how you will go about feeding the bot. The last thing you want to risk is introducing cobots into a chaotic situation where best practices, effective workflow practices may not be present. Smart warehouse design often requires an operational assessment. It becomes part of your potential ROI calculation. Because cobot implementation comes with numerous questions, from ROI and safety issues to information technology-related questions and overall project planning and integration. The importance of positioning yourself for success requires some careful analysis, and that is what an operations assessment should provide for. Because you ultimately have to go through many of the, the assessment and analysis steps anyway, to determine the potential ROI and the viability of COBOT deployment. So it would be beneficial, I believe, to understand through assessment, for instance, your customer and product profiles, the number of orders and lines shipped, your current baseline key performance measurements, your current and future business drivers, the types of storage media being employed, and the WMS technology you currently possess and actually utilize. You'll need to consider where and how your operation best stands to benefit, to assess which applications in your facility that are best suited for cobots. What you are doing essentially through assessment is qualifying yourself, qualifying your organization based on the environment in which cobots would operate, the type of tasks they must complete, and the characteristics of the loads they must be able to handle. Through this kind of process and workflow identification, you'll raise the ROI questions that can provide the unique answers uh, for your operation. Now, just an initial heads up. 
you'll be able to obtain a questionnaire guide and an assessment guide that describe what the major questions and factors are that will help you develop a pathway to asking the right questions and then begin to calculate your company's potential ROI as well as the other potential benefits such as increased order fulfillment accuracy, reduced cost of training, employee turnover reduction, inventory control improvements, and reduced order cycle times. To receive it, refer to our contact information in the podcast episode notes. Now, I suggest that over the next few years, Cobarts, particularly in the wholesale distribution arena, will focus on collaborating with human warehouse associates and that some headcount reduction should be expected. But at the very least, a consideration be given to refocusing people on more value-added activities and services. Maybe it's pallet conveyance, order customization, kitting, order sortation and packout capabilities, and so on. All the other things you are already probably doing, but driving value beyond just picking. Because cobots are usually branded as collaborative, that shouldn't mean we dance around the issue of staffing, meaning understanding what the ratio of cobots to people should be. For some time into the near future, I think that many cobot applications will focus on the low-hanging fruit that's still out there. That is fostering mobility, finding the stocking locations for picking and inventory put-away placement, and accomplishing that with a lot less walking required by individual warehouse associates. The focus will be on looking for those process improvement opportunities to dramatically increase warehouse associate productivity. And then very importantly, the future cost avoidance opportunities that exist down the road as your company continues to grow and volumes increase. In other words, getting more work done without commensurate increases in cost. So for the greater mass of, let's say, wholesale distributors, the costs impact, plus or minus, and the productivity gained will yield the potential ROI. This is what should dictate your approach to this newer technology. Just understand that labor costs are not the only factor, whether quantitatively or even qualitatively. Finally, to maintain competitive advantage Progressive companies will need to consider cobots to meet their ongoing DC and warehouse productivity and business improvement objectives. So I ask that you think differently and maintain a heads up on the developments because the barriers to entry are being mitigated. Take a look at your crystal ball. Five years from now, what might your warehouse or DC floor and footprint need to look like to meet future cost avoidance objectives? Now, not all cobot suppliers are yet offering a broad array of cobots to accommodate multiple cotton picks, higher cube products, or those that are fairly heavy, while other suppliers have already expanded their market reach, now offering cobots that can be loaded with a forklift, carrying product loads up to 3,000 pounds, and transporting that product to other workstations. Think about that in terms of full cotton picking, pallet handling, and just overall inbound and outbound transport. Your ongoing running cost of operation, depending on the size of your particular operation, the degree of cobot utilization, 
in its impact on labor and other operational costs is what increasing throughput and speed of flow is all about. This is what will make the business case for cobots. So I hope you are already visualizing some real opportunities here to pair cobots with human labor in your own operations because they are ready for prime time. The market right now is getting beyond the awareness stage. It's now ready to translate potential to practical application. In fact, you might want to consider asking potential suppliers about their pilot programs. That being said, you really don't have to be an Amazon or a Walmart to participate in this metamorphosis. The question is, will you be ready? And who knows? We may even find, as I happen to think we will, that warehouse associates will be very happy to let those cobots do those long-distance sprints. So thanks again to our sponsor partners, Six River Systems, Mind Harbor, and The Wholesaler Magazine. You know, we do considerable research in our podcast topics. So again, I'm making available some additional helpful resources to optimize the podcast's takeaways. To receive it, just refer to our contact information in the podcast episode notes. And subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any questions about anything I've discussed or just want to tell us what you think of the podcast, let me know. With that, I thank you so very much for listening. So long and stay well.